Hello, hello. I'm so glad you joined us for this podcast today. Today, we're going to keep talking about what it means to live in that place of tension between God has promised something, but I'm walking in the fulfillment of that promise. That's a tough place for people to give. So many people give up on what God is trying to get into their life because they struggle with these things. We're going to, we're going to really dive deeper today into understanding how, how do we find out really what it is God wants to do in this season, in this hour. What do we do while we wait? So don't go anywhere. Come on, I believe you're going to be blessed. My name is Craig Jones. I'm so glad you joined us for this podcast. You know, the um, the ministry that I was a part of for 14 years, the founder of that ministry used to say something, and it really stuck with me. Um, what he used to say was, faith can't tell time because faith doesn't wear a watch. So many of us, we give up because our faith can tell time. We are so focused on the clock. We are so focused on a calendar. God does not operate with a calendar. God does not have a clock in heaven. We think God is looking, God is saying, you know what? In three months on this day, this is going to happen in your life. I'm waiting for this moment. God isn't looking for a moment in time. Not that God can't promise you something's going to happen on this day, but God isn't looking at it saying, I need three years or three months of time to do it. What God, what God is looking for is he's, he's able to see through time and say, you know what? At that moment, the Word is going to be mature in you. God isn't waiting for a moment on a clock or on a calendar. He's waiting for a place of trust in you. God's waiting on you. We think we're waiting on God. God is waiting on us. So the question becomes, you know, God gives us a Word. He gives us a promise. We want to operate in that promise. How do I do that? How do I step in that thing that God has for me? You know, last, last week we talked about um, don't get weary in well-doing. Well, some people here think, oh, they, I'm just fresh. And I, and I laid out some things that are just some clear examples of, you know, helping, serving others, praying, getting together with other believers. These are simple things that we already know. Some people can't even do those and they wonder like, I'm trying, I, I need a, a better word on what I need to do. No, you need to, you need to go back and do some of the foundational things. But there are also things beyond that that God tells us to do. But some people, honestly, they're just that place. They say, I just don't know what God wants me to do. If I knew what God wants me to do, I would do that thing. I was talking to a dear brother on Sunday morning, and he was saying that very thing to me. He said, you know, that, that he had gotten a word this past year that he just needs to be about his assignment. And he said, I would gladly do that if I just knew what my assignment was. And that's where some people are. That's why we're going to move on here in Psalms 37, and we're going to discover how do we find out what God wants. If we got to be, if we if we can't get weary in well doing, we got to know what doing well is. So we need to know what is that thing God is calling us to do. So now we come to Psalms 37 verse 4, which most people teach this verse of scripture as the Coke machine God. Now they may not say that, but that's basically what they're saying. If you ever heard this scripture taught in church, it's very likely you've heard it taught this way. That scripture in Psalms 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord or delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, like I said, this is often taught as the Coke machine God. What I mean by that is they teach this, this is a formula. Understand that God is not a God of formula. God is a God of relationship. People want to serve God through formulas and through contracts. 
God does not want to operate through a contract. God wants to operate through relationship. So people try to manipulate God using the scripture. Take delight, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So then, there, then, there, then you come into a hundred different teachings of what it means to delight yourself in the Lord so you can get God to give you whatever you want. God, I want a Ferrari. How in the world, what do I need to do? What does it mean to delight myself in you? How do I, do I need to laugh more in church? What is it you need me to do? You want me to get happy about this, happy about that? Because I sure do want this Ferrari. How do I get you to give me a Ferrari? That's not what it's saying. It's not saying this is how you manipulate God to make God give you whatever you want God to give you. It's saying delight, take delight yourself, Lord. Take delight in the Lord. It means to, to de delight yourself in Him. Not, not in the promise, but in the God of the promise. Take delight in the Lord. Focus on God. Let Him be what satisfies you. Worship God. Make Him the focus of your life. God, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Quit chasing after things and figuring out how to try to make God give you, give you those things. Instead, chase after God. Chase after His kingdom. Chase after the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Delight yourself in the Lord. Let your heart be caught up in God. Delight yourself. That word to delight yourself there, what it literally means is to become... One of, those, one, of the, one, of the, one of the definitions literally means to become soft in the hands of God. You know how you become soft in the hands of God? You spend time with Him and you begin to trust Him. Some people aren't delighting their son Lord because they don't trust God. See, they, they hear God is God the Father. And they've had some bad encounters with fathers in their life. And so when they hear the term Father God, they, they put up a guard against God. Say, I don't, I don't need another father to abuse me. I don't thank God I was blessed with a, a great earthly father, but I have an even better heavenly father. But I can promise you that I don't ever hold my heavenly father hostage by the actions of my earthly father, even though I had a good one. If you had a if you had a crummy earthly father, don't ever hold your heavenly father hostage to the actions of an earthly father. Understand that. You gotta trust in God. When you trust in God, when you know Him and you love Him, you become malleable in His hands. One, one definition means to become malleable in His hand. One definition means to allow God to, to lavish you with His love, to, to allow His love to lavish you. That's what it means to take delight in the Lord. I believe it all works together. I believe it's trusting in God in a way that you allow His love just to rain down upon you. Get everything else out of your mind. Get every frustration out of your mind. Quit living by your frustrations. People will let you down. Church will let you down. God will never let you down. Quit, quit attributing to God's work the actions of human beings. Trust in the Lord. Find out who He is. Let His love and His goodness, let His promises, let Him take care of you. And when God takes care of you, you become malleable in his hand you god is now you're in a place where god can shape you and mold you because you know who he really is and you love him and you allow that work in his life so many people are so hard toward god and god is trying to shape you for your future but you're resisting it every step of the way you don't want god to shape you because you have been so hurt by this world and hurt by people around you you're putting up guards trust in the lord and let your guards down take delight in the lord let his love pour over you let it calls you to become soft in his hands and then it says and he will give you the desires of your heart
That does not mean God will give you anything you want. What it literally means is God will give you the very desires of your heart. He will give you new desires in your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Just get caught up in Jesus. Focus on Jesus. We are in a season right now. We're seeing this around the world. We're seeing a hunger and a desire for God around the world. It's amazing. As these, as these fires of what we call revival, which is really just a restoration of forfeited life, the church has laid down the life that God called us to walk in. We have walked away from it and we're picking it back up. We are seeing hunger causing that to take place around the world. We've seen it at college campuses. We're seeing it in churches. We're seeing it in the streets. We're seeing it in this country. We're seeing it all over the world because people are becoming hungry for God, not just what He can give them. Now, God is a God who wants to bless you. Understand that. But you walk in the blessings of God when you pursue Him. You seek His face instead of His hands. And right now, there is a place of hunger that's causing people to seek Him again. You know, even right now, I think it's amazing. We have... Um, we just had a video, a movie that came out that's, that's sweeping across the nation called The Jesus Revolution. You know, in October of 2020, the Lord spoke to me a word and He said, we are on the verge of another Jesus revolution. A Jesus movement is what He said. We are on the verge of something. Actually, what He spoke to me word for word is, we are on the verge of something that looks like the Jesus movement. Because He's not trying to replicate the Jesus movement. It's not going to be another one. God is always, God, behold, I do a new thing. God is doing something new on the earth. But he was saying, I'm going to do something that was like the Jesus movement on the earth. Now, when he spoke that to me, I didn't even know what that meant. I had to go look that up. You know, I've studied church history, but I haven't studied last decade's church history enough to even know what the Jesus movement was. But when I began to recognize that, I thought, oh man, there, there, there is something. And it really resonated with me because for years, God had been speaking to me saying, what I want to do on the earth is a restoration of the church where Christianity becomes about Christ again, a focus on Jesus. We have a Christianity that's focused on Christians instead of Christianity that's focused on Christ he said, I, I want to come back to a place where, where God and a love for God is the focus once again. And I believe that's what he's doing in this season. I don't think it's by accident that we're seeing these pockets of revival springing up right at the time that we have this movie they've been working on. It's being released called The Jesus Revolution, which, which talks about what took place back in the late 60s up through the early 70s when, when the gospel spread around the world because people were hungry for truth. They wanted to know Him and they wanted to know His love. They pursued God. That's the truth. That's what God wants to do right now. God wants us to pursue Him, not just things. He's going to give you things. You know why He's going to give you things? God's going to provide for you, not just so you can sit back and go, look what I have. God wants to provide for you so you don't have to worry about money anymore. God wants to heal you. God wants to heal you because He wants you to be well. He also wants to heal you so you don't have to worry about sickness any longer. So you can go out and do what He's told you, called you to do. So He wants to break down every barrier the enemy is trying to bring in against you right now. So we are in a moment right now where there is hunger that is causing people to once again look to Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He's saying, when you delight yourself in me, when you make me your focus, 
I will give you the desires of your heart. God will actually give you desire. That's the truth. I believe that God will lead us by desires when we pour ourselves into Him. The way He does that, we're looking for God to come write it on a wall. Go to this city and do this thing. But I believe that when you make God your delight, you get caught up in Him. What happens is you begin to desire for something different than what you desired for before. And you can recognize, wait, hold on a second. I was in Bible school. Here's a story for you. I was in Bible school and um, I was convinced I was called to be a traveling evangelist. I thought, man, I tell you what, that sounds like the life to me. I can't, I can't wait to do that. I'm, I'm going to be a traveling evangelist. And what that, to me what that meant was I was going to travel the, the, the nations and I was going to preach the word and teach and go from church to church and ministry to ministry. And I thought, man, that sounds like the life. I'm going to blow in, teach the word and blow out and somebody else can deal with the people and the mess and all that kind of stuff. That's In my immaturity, that's what I thought. And I got to Bible school and I started spending time with God and I started delighting myself in Him. I started spending serious time in the word, praying in the spirit, Serious time in worship, I begin to pursue God above all else in my life. And all of a sudden, my desires begin to change. I've talked about this with the church many times. I have a very active imagination. When I, when I lay my head down to go to sleep at night, I don't just lay down and close my eyes. I lay down and I begin to daydream. And I begin, I ask God, give me vision. Give me vision. Let me dream of what you have for me. And I'll do that. I begin to open up my heart. When I was in Bible school, I was doing this and I was in the season where I had been really just, just giving myself over to God and saying, God, I just want you. That's all that matters to me. I don't even care about what it is I'm called to do. I don't, I'm not pursuing that. I'm pursuing you, which should be your pursuit. Side note, ministers, ministry should be an overflow of your personal relationship with God. Stop pursuing ministry and start pursuing Him. And then what will happen is everybody, every person you bump into, goodness, love, anointing spills out of you onto somebody's life because a ministry, the ministry God's called you to do is an overflow of your personal relationship with God. So anyways, I was in this season where I was just, I was pressing into God. God, speak to me. I love you, Lord. I worship you. Whatever it is you want me to know, speak that to me. I just started spending time with him and delighting myself in the Lord. And he began to speak to things to me like I, I never heard before. And I'll never forget, I was, I was getting ready to go to bed and I was in that moment of daydreaming and I found myself daydreaming about what it would be like to pastor a church. And I stopped and I thought, something's wrong with my head here. For some reason, that's not my dream. I don't know why I thought that. I mean, Lord, I just, I move away from that. You know, devil, you just get off my thinking. Went on to bed the next night, getting ready to go to bed. I'm daydreaming, I'm in the moment. And I began to think what it would be like to pastor a church and to care for people. And again, I stopped and I thought, what is wrong here? Why am I thinking this? Lord, help me to get back on target. And I shook it out of my head. Well, I, this went on for months and I began to recognize what God was doing was He was giving me the desires of my heart. He wasn't giving me what I wanted. He was giving me wants. God will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you the very, the very thing. He will put a desire on the inside of you for the very thing that you should be pursuing so he says, he says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. God will lead you. You want to know what you're supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to be doing in this season right now? Just pursue him and he'll tell you what to do. You'll find yourself wanting to do those things. There was a lady who came to our church one, one Sunday and she said, I'm just struggling because she said, I know I need to pray. And I know I need to worship and I need to confess. 
and I need to I need to I need to read these certain scriptures and I gotta study this and I gotta study that. I'm trying to listen to this preacher, I'm trying to listen to that preacher. And she said, I don't have enough time in the day to do all these things. And I found myself getting frustrated because I'm trying to and I'm not I'm not I'm not fulfilling some things. And some days I'll miss reading and some days I miss this and and I just feel so condemned and she's just getting worked worked up and I said, wait, hold on a second, just calm down, calm down. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Let, let me tell you something. Here's what you need to do. Pursue whatever you desire in that moment. And I'm not saying you don't ever read the Word. I'm saying you don't beat yourself up because you say, I didn't read five chapters today and confess 30 scriptures today and worship for two hours today and pray in the Spirit today and do this. No, no, you don't beat yourself up. Pursue what God is, what you feel passionate about in that moment. There may be days where you spend more days in worship than you do in the Word. But I promise you, God is going to lead you back around to the Word so you can get what you need to out of the Word of God. And there may be days that you spend more time in the Word than you are worshiping. I promise if you spend time in the Word, God's going to bring you back around to the worship limb because you need that. You need that discipline in your life. There may be days that that your prayer life is just is just thank you Lord for this and thank you Lord for that and there may be days that your prayer life is Lord I declare this in my life and I declare follow how your heart is leading when you're spending time with God he'll lead you to what you need to do because he understands you know the different things we do I'm not going to go into all this right now we did a bible school class on keys to growing in God and we talked about the different areas of our life our body our spirit our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotion. And there are different things that we apply to different areas of our life that transform those areas. God knows what you need transformation in right now. And you may think, well, i got to hit every area every day. And God may say, no, right now, your emotions are run amok. I need you to worship right now so you can, you can get your emotions back in check. Because when you worship God, it's like a baptism of your emotions into the peace and the presence of God. But as long as your emotions aren't in check, your emotions will lead you all over the place. So there are going to be days that you say, you know what? Today, I just feel like I'm supposed to worship. Well, then worship. Let your desires lead you in that way. Now, you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure. He says, delight yourself in the Lord, and I'll give you the desires of your heart. If you're not delighting yourself in the Lord, don't follow the desires of your heart. Don't follow the desires that you have. Because if you're not delighting yourself in the Lord, if you're not pursuing God... The desires you have are going to be the desires of the flesh. You're going to say, well, I don't feel like doing anything. I feel like watching the TV today. I feel like turning on a soap opera today. I feel like just turning on Netflix and just vegging out today. And God is saying, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not what's going to transform you. So if you're, if you're not delighting yourself, Lord, you can't follow the desires of your heart. But if you're pursuing Him, if you're chasing after Him, it's not we listen to a heart. You've got to be careful not to listen to your heart. But God will give you desires. Understand that. He will give, your des- give you desires. And when God gives you desires, the next verse says, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will help you. So when you find out what God tells you to do, commit yourself, commit that to the Lord. In everything you do, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will help you. Don't do it in your own strength. Do it as unto the Lord. When you're doing it as unto the Lord, you're not doing it haphazardly. You're doing it with everything within you. So delight yourself in the Lord. Say, God, I'm making you my pursuit. As you do that, He's going to cause desires to rise up in your born-again spirit. And when you feel those desires, they get mixed with your heart. When you feel that, as He gives you new desires in your heart, follow the God-given desires in your heart. You're going to know they're God-given because they come from Him. They don't line up with your flesh. I can promise you, your flesh, if you ever have a desire, I tell people all the time, we te- at the beginning of the year we teach on fasting. If you ever think, you know what, I should fast. You don't ever have to pray and say, God, was that you or was that my flesh? Because your flesh never says, you know what you should do right now? You should fast. 
Your flesh is never going to say, you know what, I think this would be a good time to cut off the TV and go spend time in prayer. That your flesh is never going to tell you to do that. Your flesh is never going to say, you know what would be helpful right now? Let's go help hurting people. Let's go feed the poor. Let's go serve those who are less fortunate. Your flesh is never going to tell you to do that. But you got to make sure whatever God tells you to do, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will help you. There's power in committing yourself to what God tells you to do. Oh, if we would get a hold of this. So many people give up on the promises of God because there is no commitment in their heart. But you got to serve others. You got to serve God. You got to quit serving yourself. You got to quit serving your flesh. Amen. What what do you do in the seasons of waiting? What you got to do is you got to come to the place where waiting on the Lord becomes waiting on the Lord. I'm going to say that again. You got to come to the place where waiting on the Lord becomes waiting on the Lord. That means you move from waiting which is sitting and wishing which is to waiting which is waiting or serving like a waiter. I'll never forget years ago there was a preacher. He, um, he was preaching in his church and he said that um, he was getting ready to go up and he said he reached down. He recognized that his zipper was unzipped and he tried to zip it up real quickly and broke the zipper off. He said, God, what do you want me to do right now? And God said, go, go ask an usher to get a, go, go get a towel. So they went and got a towel. The Lord said, what do I do with this towel? The Lord said, stuff that towel in your pants. He did it. Stuffed in his pants. It covered up, it covered up the zipper that was missing. And the Lord said, I want you to teach these people how to wait on me. And the whole rest of the message was, I'm a waiter to God. Waiting on God does not mean I'm sitting and wishing. It means I am serving God. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will help you. What do you do while you wait? You commit yourself to the work of God. Don't give up on whatever it is God tells you to do because God's promises are good and God's promises are sure. In fact, the next verse says that if you'll wait on Him and you'll commit yourself to God, I love this. He said, He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the new day sun. Verse 7, he says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper. He says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait for Him to act. All right? So I'm not trying to go out there and do it God, do it for God. I'm just doing what God tells me to do. I'm committing whatever I'm supposed to do to God, to the Lord. I'm committing to it. Say, I'm committing to it. I'm being committed to what God tells me to do. And I'm going to leave the working it out to God. Because you understand even, because we, we like to make everything a work. We'll say, okay, well, I'm going to delight myself, Lord, and He's going to call me to do something. And that's what's going to make it happen. No, You know what makes the promises happen? It's what Jesus did on the cross that makes the promises happen. Everything I do just helps me get in line. So God is saying, I, I, want, you to, I want you to get in line with what I'm telling you to do. Because I'm shaping you and molding you. I want you to commit whatever, you call, whatever I'm calling you to do to me. Commit it to me. Give it to me. Be committed to it. And I'm going to make your innocence rise like the dawn. My justice is going to shine on your cause. Be still in the presence of the Lord. Be still. Listen. Be still. Just just get in that place where, where where you're patient before God. Be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait upon Him to act. Don't worry about what's going on around you. He says, he says, just, just trust in me in this moment, in this season. Get with me. Listen to what I'm telling you to do and commit that to me. And I promise everything that I said, I want you to hear this right now.
Everything that I have said is going to happen in your life is going to happen in your life. That's a word for somebody right now. Some of you who have given up on what God has spoken over you, I declare right now a restoration of the vision and the plan of God. I rebuke every lie of the enemy that's come against you that's tried to get you to give up on who God is in your life and what He has promised in your life. God is not a man that He should lie. And God does not change His mind. He's not the, he doesn't repent from what He says. He doesn't change His mind. God doesn't lie and God doesn't change His mind. Whatever He said is sure, is as sure today as it's ever been. And I declare right now over your life that you don't give up on those promises. But instead, you choose to make yourself moldable in the hand of God. Allow God to shape you and allow God to put His desires on the inside of you so you can walk it out the right way. And whatever it is that you feel that desire God is giving you to do, you pursue that thing. You commit your way to God. And He will cause, he will cause the sun to shine upon your cause. He will cause radiance to come upon you. He's going he's gonna to bless you. He says, wait patiently for him to act. God is not, God is, listen, God says it's, 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 it's already done. It's already done. Just trust in me. You've got to recognize that. Wait patiently for God to do it, not you to do it. You just do what he's telling you to do. That's all you got to do. Let, you do what God's telling you to do and allow him to do what he's already said he's going to do for you. Let, let him bring to fruition what he's promised. It's not our job to make it happen. It's ours to trust in him. So we thank you, Lord for loving us, for speaking to us, for giving us direction, for giving us peace. We worship you and thank you, God, right now. We thank you, God, for being so good, for being so sure to every promise you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Come on, you, I want you to stand upon that word. I would like to invite you to come out and be with us. I pastor Abiding Church here in Woodstock, Georgia. If you're in Northwest Atlanta, Come and visit us Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We have prayer every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. It's a powerful time of prayer. We, we take communion together. We lay hands on each other. We believe in the power of prayer. We also have something special on Sunday nights. I always tell you about this. Our School of the Supernatural on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Don't miss it. If you feel like you, God is calling you to something, God is calling us all to something, but He wants us to be activated. So in this season, in this time, in this hour, He's telling us, I want you to get in the Word because there's a work I've called you to do. This is a time of activation. This isn't a time of sitting awake, waiting. This is a time to rise and build. That's what He spoke to me about this season, this time right now. So we are rising and building and activating the body of Christ to go do what God has called us to do. So if that's you, you know God's calling you to do something, you're ready to step out and do it, come out and be with us on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. It's life-changing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Walk this word out. Come on. Come on. I, 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 want you, I want you to delight yourself in the Lord and allow God to shape and mold your heart and commit whatever He tells you to do to Him and see God bring amazing things to fruition in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. I pray that you are blessed, encouraged, and given hope to grow into all that God has for you. If you enjoyed today's broadcast, please like, subscribe, and share it with your family and friends. And don't forget to join us for our next podcast. And remember, no matter what things look like with God, all things are possible.